Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Today we're discussing uh, current events in UFO and science land. Joining me today is Dr. Bill. Hi. Hello. What's new, Dr. Bill? I have a new computer. (laughs) (laughs) What kind did you get, Bill? We can Uh, throw it. I got a Mac Mac Mini with a M1, the new M1 chip. So... Yes, the old 13-year-old computer, which was obsolete by Apple standards. The um, I guess I was pushing it too hard, and the graphics card burnt out. Yeah, it was good. Good experience. Did it catch on fire or anything? Or nothing no, it just the, the graphics card, just, it just died. So it's like oh. I had it, both monitors wouldn't show up anymore, and it just was gone. You had a blank screen blank screen but i just backed it up like three days before it died so i bought this restored it um i bought a um uh, this was cool there's a, a module that goes underneath that you can plug in usbs and it gives you extra ports but it also comes with a slot for an ssd so i took the old drive out of the old computer and plugged it in so i've dug, doubled my hard drive capacity so I have an internal 512 and external 512. It's, yeah, it's actually not bad. I could have bought a cheaper mini Mac if I'd known about this uh, expansion hub. But and saved me because I think there was a it, for anyone who's interested, it was a hundred and fifty dollar differential. So I could have saved one hundred fifty bucks and still had uh, two fifty six plus five twelve. Doesn't matter. I mean. It's it is what it is. You learn about the new tech as you you deal with it. But yeah, slick, liking it. It's working. Been spending a lot of time getting everything working. We got uh, I got OBS working again, and so we can record. And I did that twice because the first time it was so easy that I didn't believe I didn't believe it. So I deleted everything and did it again. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, that's the way it is. Um, Did you see the Astra space stock plunges after rocket failure story? <laughs> no, I did. Um, I saw the video. I saw that there was, I was going to watch, I like to watch launches. And I yeah. was going to get back to that video and watch the launch. And then I saw the news about yeah, the, the rocket failure. And that was, yeah, what well, was the satellite? Do you know what they were launching? Was there were several, there, well, I would say several, at least three satellites. Oh. One was from NASA, and uh, two were some were something else. They didn't specify, of course, yeah. what they were. But um, it's funny, because you watch the launch a lot. Did you see the video? Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. do the launch, and then it was in the same uh, as the China-Russia. Uh, it's at the bottom of the China-Russia moon thing. And... Uh, you're watching it they launch so i fast forward through all the talking yeah and uh they launch it looks good and then all of a sudden you're watching there's two screens one's looking at something else and then another one is like looking at earth and then you see earth space earth space (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a wobble and i'm watching that going 
what the hell? And they're oh. like, uh, yeah, we lost the whole payload. <laughs> and the girl comes on and falls. She's just apologizing like, oh. you know, it's some, um, she makes an apology like it's, um, oh, you know, sorry, I, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, you know. We just lost millions of dollars. Who knows how much of just, oh, I guess our satellite, these companies develop, you know, how much money it takes to develop these satellites. Well, and it's like, well, I guess, what is Astra? Is that, I don't know. Is that, I, I haven't, it, it seems to be another company. It's got it's um, a launch platform. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's got, it's publicly held company. And its stock plunges, and I've, it's like three ninety a share now. What is it? <laughs> Astro stock, stock corner of our. What's it uh, called? Astro. Astro space. Astro. A S T R A space. My new clicky, and, uh, uh, clicky keyboard. Yeah, it sounds, sounds really good and loud. Sounds clicky. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm gonna do Wikipedia. My clicky. Oops. Yeah, I might have to check on that stock. It was interesting. You know, it's 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 trading low now. It's probably trade gonna depending on what happens with the market these days, might be trading a little lower. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I didn't welcome to, um, welcome to the uh, welcome to the that? the Democratic Party economy. Why, why does this always happen? <laughs> well, we have a Democratic president, and now we go from prosperity to. Um, now all of a sudden our gas is five dollars a gallon out here again. I'm and, like, oh, and, what is the, what happened last time? It was five dollars. Oh, that's and, right. It was another deal. And <laughs> and they're they're promoting nuclear war with Russia. It's like the party of peace, right? The Democrats are always the party that, that is yeah. not supposed to be the war party. But now we're pushing nuclear yeah, war with Russia. Uh I'm looking at the Wikipedia Astra. Where are they located? Alameda, California. Wow, nice. Oh, wow, the local. Yeah, that's Boy. very cool. Uh, we're saying that because we both grew up in that area, so we know it. Yeah. Uh, Alaska, Space Force Complex, Alaska. I wonder why there's an advantage to that. I thought the advantage for space launch was closer to the equator. Uh, there, and it's in uh, one of the buildings at the Naval Air Station, which was... Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, entire engine jet facility overhaul facility at the naval jet naval jet engine overhaul facility building 360 and is now part of the national air station alameda superfund site that's great uh darpa challenge public it went public july 2021 last year was a big big year for um public ipos i know uh, two companies one of my former students yeah. and another company that was um, with a guy I went to grad school with did IPO last year. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, I told you. I told you about that company. I'm actually going to buy stock in it, which I, I um, will do next week. Uh, yeah, not... I guess. Well, yeah, I bought Netflix, and guess what? <laughs> oh, it went down. <laughs> oh yeah, it went well. Disney. We're doing the stock oh, corner. <laughs> yeah, this is our weekly this. stock corner. <laughs> I bought Netflix, and then it, you know, it's not tanking, but it's you know up. It's going down pretty quick. It's up against Disney stream, Disney Plus streaming. Well, Disney and reported it, a yeah. lot of uh, positives. Well, what happened was it was kind of an artificial positive, as I read. I because okay, I yeah, I, I because. 
I saw because that because they bundled with Hulu and uh, ESPN. I think. Mm, okay. And so it gave them an artificial growth and subscribers because they did the bundling. Okay. And a lot of people are doing they 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 got a name for it. It's people that sign on for whatever show that comes out. That they want oh, to see. Oh yeah, and then they then they they're gone. They get out. <laughs> yeah, they, they do the uh, they do the intro intro offer, and Disney's yeah. been a uh, big thing on Disney is the Star Wars, the Mandalorian, and then the Book of Boba Fett, which um, is awesome. Did you watch all way. of that? Yeah, I've seen Hang every on, one on. of them. And so is it, yeah. it's worth checking out. Yeah, okay. I would definitely check it out. So, yeah, I've so seen. We've got the, I've seen some critiques of it on uh, on um, YouTube, of course, and they weren't yeah. they weren't very friendly. But <laughs> but you're saying oh, it's oh really yeah yeah well, the man well they brought back the Mandalorian the, uh, yeah I know that I've seen I, you're not going to spoil anything I, I've watched two well, lengthy somebody re- reviews to yeah <laughs> and then they there's baby the baby Yoda is in there and baby Yoda has to make a choice and and uh, so yeah I'll check it out. I just haven't. Uh, the Mandalorian was great, and I watched. Uh, I didn't see the baby Yoda had a choice. Did he put his two hands out and were there pills, a red pill and a blue pill? I thought it was. In, I think there's. Maybe you haven't seen the last episode. Like the Matrix. The, yeah, oh. I think there's some sort of choice or something. You may not have seen yeah, it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there, there was. And then uh, you're watching Reacher, which I finished watching. Yeah, yep. we, we love Reacher. Reacher is great. They did Amazon did a great job maybe not a great job they did a very gr- good job so they did justice to reacher which was awesome because i've read a bunch of his books a bunch of those books years ago um so should we jump into ufo uap stuff ufo uap so we, should we start with uh, chris lato's videos chris lato is a youtube yes. former F-16 pilot that uh, does analysis of UAP stuff. And he did three videos recently. He did a reenactment tic-tac visual engagement. He did a cap point and an I thought was real interesting about the jamming of the tic-tac. Yes. And then he did the most recent one was he did a simulation engagement video of what the encounter with the tic-tac was originally all three of them were very good yeah he he puts together a really good uh program um yeah and they they are jamming you know he shows out and they can't when favor was discussing he had to skirt around. there was some terminology that he had to skirt around because it was i think it was uh encroaching on on the privileged anti- information on the top, top about secret how we do things capabilities yeah <laughs> So he's but that's like that's eh. that's the thing that really stuck me is because the this tic tac could jam of yeah. mo- modern fighters electronics targeting. He said it was jamming its targeting uh, abilities. And another thing I thought was interesting when they contacted Favor was the uh, the wing commander for the original contact with tic, the tic tac. Yes, favor and the um, the female pilot also, and there was another guy that he said that went up and had to see this thing. Yeah, he's a, that's the guy that filmed the Tic Tac video. Yeah, and yeah. 
favorite, one of the things that came out in uh, Chris Lato's video that I thought was cool was when Favor was originally contacted, they asked him if he was armed. And they weren't because they're just doing, they're doing simulation yeah. runs. And the first thing they asked him was, are you armed? Um, I wonder oh, really his, who asked him if he was armed, uh, whoever the, the, the controllers or whoever guided oh, them into, the, to the, to the site, oh, the, their tower, their air traffic controller people. Yeah. Whoever was responding is probably the commanding, the flight officer. Yeah. And they asked him if they were armed. They should have known, but they asked him if they were armed. And he's like, no, <laughs> we'll go look shoot at this it. anyway. Shoot it. You shoot it. Yeah, but they had they got radar lock on it, and they were tracking it, right? I think so. I think the ships were seeing it, but when they, um, um, I don't know, I don't remember if Favors got a radar lock. The second ship, airship that went out and actually photographed it, his video, and Chris Leno was talking about that. His video shows that they were um, something came up about jamming. And I think it was even mentioned by the pilot. It says that they were jamming the targeting, and Leto yeah. spends some time talking about how that you know how the equipment works and how, but the optical camera could lock in on it. Okay, they so were, they weren't able to actually paint it as they, a, they, uh, and a target. No, they were. That was coming out. He pointed out in the video of the video of the Tic Tac. There was a readout that said like ninety nine point nine nine or nine 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 or something like that. And he said that's an indicator that they can't get a lock on it. They can't get a target lock. They could get a visual lock on it. So, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, uh, pretty cool. And I like the way he, ex he explains things. And it's nice to see him explain it as a pilot and how they think about the stuff and how they approach these, these problems. It's, it's very, yeah. very, very good. Yeah, it's informative, that's for sure. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean they were they were off the coast of you know San Diego, and these things were anybody who doesn't really know where this happened. I mean it's you know they have sectors that they stay within, and uh, they've got a really good. Um, it's, the Navy releases the timeline. Well, actually, this is the drone thing. It, that's a yeah, that's the that. that's the drone thing. Yeah, that's another thing. But they're in the same area. I yep. think they're in the same area. Yeah, you know as they are for the you know, the Tic Tac, I think this all, I don't know about the, you know, I don't know if the drone and it's completely different type it's, of it's, air. It's, air it's a different craft. scenario. So the, the debrief, not the debrief, it's the drive is the website. And it had a, an article called uh, another article on the 2019 UAS swarm. And, right. uh, the, the war is that the one of the war? Yeah. It's in the drive. The and then zone. it's in the war zone within the drive, which is one of their sub sites or sub categories. I think it's cars and stuff, and then it has has the war zone, and it had. Uh, I was looking at my new keyboard. It. Had, I just saw some stuff on there. What does it do? Um, <laughs> I have a keyboard. It's lit up, and then it has like rainbow stuff on the side. That is this brand new keyboard? Yeah, it was cheap. Mean? It was cheap. It was twenty bucks, but it's a gaming gaming keyboard, oh, and I guess gaming the keyboard. gaming keyboard is very clicky. And I guess My, you, can, you can program. Is it the kind that's all curved and ergonomic? No, correct? this is this is a smaller square. It's a basic keyboard, but it does have glowy stuff. It's got rainbow stuff on the side, and it's blue in the night at at night. It's all right. It's good. 
was cheap. Yeah, clicky. Night. It's clicky. <laughs> What's that? Dark. In the dark. It yeah, glows in, in glows, the dark. Glows in the dark. It's clicky. It's good enough. My old, since my old keyboard, I think, was melting my hands. So it was taking the skin off, wasn't it? You should be a little concerned about that. (laughs) The same with your old mouse. I don't know if it's the. It's melting me. Oh my God. Yeah, these ancient uh, Apple mice and keyboards. I I don't know if it was just the material in it or the material is breaking down with age and then releasing stuff that like melts your skin. So, yeah. Yes, there was the exciting yeah. thing. I told you when I was I was using the mouse and I'm looking at the mouse, I go, What's that stuff on the mouse? And it was like skin and blood. <laughs> so I think I that should That could get... be a work you know, that could be a workplace injury. If oh you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the doctor. Then they drug screen you. Of course it's clear, but it's like, you know, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to drug screen your skin's melting off your <laughs> finger onto your mouse. This couldn't be good. Yeah, so that that went away, and the old keyboard is going away. So I, actually, I'm going to keep it. I bought a cover for it, so the cover of the keys. But so I'll keep it as a backup. But I had the crazy thing is I had four of these keyboards, and it's just like, how in the hell did I end up with four of these things? Because it's like you buy a computer, it comes with a keyboard. You know, when I yep. left my job, I took you know keyboard and screen and stuff, and it's like, oh my god, now I have four of them, and they're all toxic. But anyway, it's a bit of a it's, a... it's that Florida weather. I think it's just old plastics. On it. Old plastics degrading and releasing some nasty stuff. Good good for you. <laughs> That's awesome. No, oh, yeah. Especially when it's your finger. <laughs> so the drive, so, uh, the drive go ahead. 2019 UA, UAS swarm. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah, let's move into the swarm. Did I have anything to? They had oh one of the one of oh actually I took notes. Um, so they had this uh, slide in the Drive article, which was a breakdown of the event, and they had a um, so the event lasted for two hours and forty nine minutes, started at seven fifty six p.m. Uh, Pacific time. The drones were clocked at going uh, 69 miles per hour, and they could go up to 2,000 feet. One of them was 2,000 feet above the ship. The, uh, oh, they call them, the UAS stars stands for Unmanned Aerial Systems. One of them fell into the water. Yeah, and I, you know, when I read that, I went to just fall in, or did it dive in, and it goes under sea, or... Yeah. It, they said it made it sound like it failed and just dropped into the water, but I don't know if that's actually what happened. It but, might have just maybe it's something that can go underwater. But they're saying it. They also had flashing red lights. Yeah, you know how I feel about lights. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking there. I'm thinking these are. I'm thinking these are test. This like so they yeah. said one of the ships that was a littoral ship that didn't provide any uh, a littoral combat ship that didn't provide any. Um, what are the the logs? Doesn't maintain any uh, yeah. deck logs. It's like it's like they don't maintain the navy doesn't maintain deck logs and it doesn't keep them for a long time is what was suggested by the drive. It's like what is going on? Yeah, why would they not keep 
deck logs for you know every yeah, other I, company I, keeps logs for things everything forever. everything and then you know, uh, and in the camera system it's like did you see the picture yeah <laughs> it's a, a infrared this, and what happened to the snoopies i thought they were running all around the ship taking the pictures we don't, do, we don't have any pictures we don't have any information and then the uh the navy says we don't know anything we don't have any we don't know anything so i'm guessing that this particular incident was uh testing drones against warships because the ships had they they disconnected their um their um tracking systems for commercial traffic i forget what those are called and then they um the ship's running lights were on so if you're trying to avoid detection they turn off their electronics tracking but their commercial tracker but they uh leave the running lights on they're probably they probably so the, the navy the u.s navy has a has a high incidence of running into stuff running into other ships <laughs> other ships <laughs> so they um and things yeah. and things so they probably feel like they, they it's not they can't turn the running lights off because they you know they'll get run down and their radar operators aren't and navigators aren't capable of avoiding things i guess well, yes. it's kind of like the uh, you know the submarine that got grounded a couple months ago. I don't know if that seemed like two months ago. Was That's a, yeah, they ran into a, they ran into they a, ran into a shallow shoal or something undersea you know? undersea mound. <laughs> a couple of people got fired for that deal. Oh my god! A <laughs> lot of people didn't have to got... pay for it. All right, so here's here's talking about navy incidents. So you had two Uh-oh. navy destroyers in off off of China running into getting run into by freighters. These massive freighters. Yeah. During the day, in calm seas and clear blue skies. <laughs> so yeah, there were some some yeah. captains lost their jobs over that. Then you've had in the, you've had two submarines that have run into stuff under the sea, run into like sea mounds. Right. One a long time ago, and then this one recently. The third exciting thing was the aircraft carrier. It was a light aircraft carrier in. Uh, Coronado that caught on fire and then they couldn't put the fire out because they didn't have any firefighter training. <laughs> oh, and then they then they they of course oh, pinned the God. whole thing on some uh, or tried to probably pin the whole thing on some seaman who said he was disgruntled and he set a fire. That's like yeah. yeah, you know, it's probably some kid that was was smoking a cigarette in a yeah. corner and they're like, You were smoking a cigarette? And then they're like, Okay, you're the arsonist. But yeah. the ship then, burnt down. They couldn't, and they, there was no firefighter training, and that captain got fired. Oh, and yeah. then another thing is: Did you know that the Marine Corps is no longer an amphibious force? No. What happened? Did they, uh, did there they has been a complete their... <laughs> collapse of the amphibious force command. The the people that run the show for the the landing tracks, uh, because they had a eight eight marines drowned in a uh, landing craft so they are they yeah. are they had no ability the ability to maintain these landing craft apparently is gone and the command structure was incompetent so officially in the marine corps the landing craft are no longer allowed to go in the water they can operate on land but they're not allowed to go in the water so it's like it's like what is going on and then we're going to um, you know President Badfinger wants to go to nuclear war over the Ukraine. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, he so. 
It seems to be getting worse. I thought we were gonna. I thought this thing was settling down. Now I hear. Now we're telling our people get out, get out, get out. Now within twenty four hours, you need to be out of there. And they're going. Russia is going to attack next Wednesday at two o five p.m. Two o five p.m. Yeah, that's the time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just the our our political class, our inbred. Yeah, Mar- married to their married to their talk. first cousins, political class are determined to get the uh, the party's uh, poll numbers up. And they, the traditional thing yeah. was, we need a war. We need a war. Get our numbers up. Good for, good for the economy. Good, Yeah, parts <laughs> of the economy. Doesn't we, seem to be good for the economy right now. You know? Yeah. Oh, here's a good thing. I saw this line. Some guy put this on Instagram. He, uh, uh, I don't do Instagram. I saw this on, a, on one, another website. But he... Uh, he took a picture of this steak at uh, Voldemort's, um, which Voldemort's is what I call uh, Walmart. So he took a picture of a steak at Voldemort's. It's wrapped in like chicken wire with a uh, electronic lock on it. Yeah, they have that spider lock. Yeah, it's that little black looks like a little puck, and with a lot of spider like a yeah. spider. Thing, yeah, yeah, and then the. Thing. And then yeah. the uh, one of the comments to this uh, video was um, people said, how are you, you know, Voldemort's has like two people working in the store and it's all self-checkout. He goes, how are you going to find somebody to take this thing off the meat? So, yeah. Have you been in a Voldemort's lately? Probably not. The Walmart's? Yeah. Nah, I tried, well, we did, but it was a very bad experience. We were buying buying. Um, some I use these the pans for drip when I'm doing rotisserie like prime rib. Oh, and you want to just get and a bundle so bundle of trip. get a bundle of them yeah. because I destroy them a lot yeah. of times. And or I just want one I can destroy and let Deb use the other for. She does a lot of baking. Mm-hmm. So we go in there and people are just cutting ahead. It was the worst experience. I've yeah, ever I went had. into the local one. And I said, "Holy crap! This is like people are rude and just." It was insane. I went to the wow. local one and it was absolutely insane. And I, I went in there and I was just like, "It's like two literally." There's like two people working there, and then it's like the, oh, the checkout line was insane. The self checkout line was insane. I can't even remember what I picked up. It was something minor. Yeah. It was something minor, and it was just like I just. It was like a. It was. <laughs> it was entertaining, yeah. but it was bizarre. And uh, I asked my kid about it. I said, "Have you been to Walmart lady?" He goes, "Oh yeah, we went there to get this stuff." And he goes, "It was just insane." So it's like, who runs this show? It's, it's like, kind of interesting because younger people, like in their twenties, like you know your son, yeah, they don't care as much about this weird stuff. It's like eh, Johnny. I was driving with uh, Johnny, you know, about a month ago. And uh, we're cut off. People are doing stupid stuff. And he's driving. He doesn't even. I go, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, people really drive. He doesn't even react. You know, Debbie would be screaming and honking. Yeah. And he just drives. He's just as calm as complete. He goes, yeah, that's what people do. Yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. bad out there. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> crazy, man. Oh. Uh, so our UAS 2019. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's uh, Navy testing um, combat drones or something against warships. I don't think this is this like a comparable to the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac did not have running lights. 
Yeah, I'm, you know how I feel about running lights. Yeah. UFOs don't need to know. <laughs> need to be seen. They should, well, like I know, but they shouldn't, theoretically, they shouldn't have to have lights. Because <laughs> when I hear, yes, I saw a UFO with lights, I almost discard that as being a UFO. It's, you know, it's like, no, it doesn't need, or when, you know, or windows. The other one's the windows with people looking out. No, oh, oh, I actually like that. I actually like that. I like it, but it's, you know, I guess they could have observation ports from UFOs. Well, there was that but, one, you know, there was that one uh, big sighting in Indonesia with a lot of witnesses. And they were saying there was like an upper deck where people were walking and they waved and they waved back. And yeah, that's the one <laughs> that's fascinating. It looked like a cruise ship in the sky. <laughs> well, I mean, with that, you could actually say that could be atmospheric conditions. And yes. you know, with a ship over the horizon, and it just happens to to lens lens in, because there was uh, I read a a book on um, it's this book I can't remember I have to look up the title, but it's a recommended reading for modern submariners, and it's touted as uh, sort of like the modern bible for the crewmen and the the officers to read, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. I've read a lot of submarine warfare books from world war ii and stuff and this is a world war ii submarine book oh i've never read this i read it and it's like it's not all that they're saying it is but one of the things that um uh, was in there is on two occasions when this guy was doing patrols north of in northern the sea north of japan which is getting up there and it's cold they saw a couple of instances with this lensing effect where you could see a ship like 30 40 miles away and, oh, really? Yeah, but they could tell you could tell it was a lensing effect in it. That, but they're just like it was like an amazing optical phenomena. But those are very special conditions because it's calm seas, Arctic air, you know, warm and cold air and pristine, clear conditions. And anyway, so I don't so, know. Yeah, so uh, we, I'm going to kind of discount the drone thing yeah i don't, I don't know. think i think, I, I think it's, it's military it. tests i think they're testing drones against yeah, warships it's I think exciting it's a... i i think they should have shot them down but uh, you know they were they were armed that that wasn't like the tic-tac thing yeah i think it's something but tic-tac yep tic-tac we yes. can't it's beyond our capability to track it and that's what your friends at your um uh lewis Elizondo and Lewis Elizondo. You mean the Galileo, the, the Galileo. Galileo project are gonna are gonna solve for us, right? They're gonna yeah, yeah. Figure I, out what the things are. Hey, do you want to do your ad? We're at thirty. Thirty. We're at thirty. Yeah, you're not ready. You're BCS. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right, from Orion BCS, their goal is to find the best program and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards. They understand that every business is different, so let them spend time to find out what suits your business best. So visit orionbcs.com and begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit orionbcs.com and contact them today. All programs of Orion BCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit orionbcs.com. For more details, thank you, Orion. And now back to our show. Yes. Oh yeah. 
Project so, Galileo, that that guy from Stanford, I can't remember his name, which is terrible. I should remember his name. He did an interview with this Russian kid who's an AI uh, researcher at MIT, and they have a he has a podcast where he interviews people. And oh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember the guy's name. I've actually met him when I was at Stanford. Um, I can't remember his name. Gary Nolan. So Gary Nolan was um, interviewed by this guy, and he said that he had just been joining the Galileo Project, for what it's worth. And Chris Mellon have joined, and uh, Louis Elizondo has joined. So it's it's going. We'll see what they... Where, what is it? Do you ever get any updates on that, or what's going on? I haven't. I haven't. I've looked, at, I've looked at the website, and... Yeah, we'll see. They got to build the camera, and the cameras are like a million bucks each, and they'll they got to deploy them, and then they got to take pictures. So we'll see what happens. But it was interesting that um, Nolan said that um, uh, when he said he goes, "Yeah, I'm a capitalism." He goes, "Scientist or capitalist?" I go, "Oh, that's new," or it's not new. But he said he was. No, it's not new. That's the problem. Yeah, he says he says he's capitalist. And he also said, uh, he goes, I'm not a historian. He goes, I'm not interested in any of the old, old stuff. So, uh, but he did, one of the, he did say something interesting about the uh, fragments from that UFO explosion over the beach in Brazil. Said he had two pieces, two pieces of material, which have a good chain of custody as coming from that incident. And one of them had the isotope mix and one of them just looked like regular magnesium isotope. So, well, they both were mixed. They were mixed isotopes, mixed material, because magnesium, you throw it in water, it's going to explode. So it had other what, elements in what, there. What does that tell us, doctor? I don't is it, know. Is it exotic material? Uh, the one think? with the mixed yeah. isotopes, I would say, is definitely an exotic material. The other one is not an exotic material. And the only thing that I could tell you, if the documentation, if you can, the document, if the chain of custody for the... Uh, material is really solid it just it just tells you it's two pieces of material from two different parts of the the whatever exploded so one wow. one may be an engine component a piece of the engine or a piece of some sort of special equipment with the with the weird isotope ratio and the other one may just be like you know a door frame so we're thinking maybe self-destruct device because it doesn't leave enough material for us to even identify anything big enough for us to identify anything. Well, it just obliterated itself. Huh? Well, I don't know. I guess I think there probably was a lot of material, but the people just there just grabbed some bits and pieces that they they saw. And one of the things is if you can take into consideration the amount of energy for these these craft to yeah. do what they do. I mean, there's a lot of energy in there. So if something goes wrong, you know, you, I would not think that an unexpected massive explosion would be that shocking. Speaking of explosions, I sent you the video of the F-35 crashing on the uh, aircraft carrier. Yes, and it does look like the landing gear's not down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked at it a few times. I wanted your opinion on that. It's like the hook is down, but there's no landing gear, and then you can hear so, the uh, hear the ground controller yeah. screaming, "Pull up! Pull up! Pull up! Pull up!" <laughs> oh my God! How so, embarrassing would that be? Well, no, it could have been an equipment malfunction. 
I mean, you know, let's face it. Absolutely. Geez, Absolutely. This, this you might have thrown and, the, yeah, thrown the switch yeah. and everything lit up and said the gear is down. It, and yeah. 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 I mean, it could be just, you know, massive equipment malfunction. So mm -hmm. I don't want to dirt the pilot. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. You so. know, it, it it was how many holy sh how many million was this thing? Hundred million. Hundred million. Hundred million. F thirty five. The Raptor. Yeah, brand new. Second yeah. one. The second one that's gone into the sea, and the news is reporting about how it's a race to a race to recover the ship before the Chinese or the Russians get it. And I, I mentioned yeah, that I, to my wife, and she just started laughing. And yeah. she goes. She goes. They already have all that technology. They don't need to recover that the ship to. Yeah, but we. Yeah, but we don't want to risk them getting anything that you know. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, she's like they already <laughs> got it. I mean, they don't need to pull it up. They just they already have the information on these things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can tell you that I have a relative that was uh, in the South China Sea. I'd like to say, and I was in the military also. That probably in the eighties or nineteen eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he observed during the South China Sea during uh, bad weather operations, and mm -hmm. three uh, F-14 Tomcats went in the water. <laughs> wow. So this isn't new, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's throwing away money. Ah, yeah. I don't know if they got those back. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> like sitting you... at the bottom of the ocean. No, they probably didn't care. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, um, you remember the, like, the Vietnam when we left Vietnam and it was 1975. All the, you always used to see on the news. The Hueys. Yeah, they're pushing the <laughs> pushing the aircraft, uh, the yeah. helicopters off the deck into the ocean to make more room yeah. for more aircraft. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's not it. Hueys are they're they're everywhere. <laughs> we don't need these. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's old. It's five years old. It's the warranty's up. So it's old technology. So, oh, yeah, and you then, want to talk about Warner Von Braun? Yeah, let's hit Warner Von Braun. Warner Von Braun. Born 1912, died 1977. That was a good year. Um, he was one of the most uh, important rocket developers and champions of the space exploration in the 20th century. And I mean, this guy is the father of rocketry in my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but um, the guy that started NASA was also a project paperclip, I believe. Which, it wasn't Warner. There are people who think Warner started NASA, but he didn't. It was someone else. Uh, I need to. You know? I got a couple of those paperclip books. I need to go through those. Yeah, yeah I'm very really interested guy, in that yeah. whole program. I'm fast. It's a fascinating, you know? uh, fascinating yeah. event that happened to recruit. Basically, they didn't recruit him. They just like. Said you have a choice. Come, come with, uh, yeah, you come, have a come, choice. You have a choice. Um, we can put you on trial for war crimes, or you can come work for us. It's it's, it's as simple as that. And the, well, the, they developed the V two, which was special. Yep, V two uh, rocket, <laughs> which was a. You know, you don't think about it that the coast of England, off of the coast of Germany, was only two hundred miles. That is, yes. you know, if they lobbed this thing over the what the English Channel. Yeah. Yeah. And just it just like drops into England and blows up and destroys. Yep, five thousand, five thousand people. people. Five thousand people did. So von Braun was responsible there, for five thousand dead. Yeah, well, so. it's contra. They say if you read the article, well, yeah, I know you did. It says yeah. it's contra. It's hard to retain everything from it, but 
they said it's controversial whether he was responsible for the deaths of the people since we hired him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And if in that show, um, For All Mankind, they um, they actually, the character that was playing Von Braun, they slammed him for the connections. Yeah. And uh, alienated his uh, god niece or who, goddaughter or whoever she was. But yeah, this article yeah. said London and Antwerp were subject to V2 rocket bombings at the end of the war. It was 5,000. They say 5,000 people were killed. Uh, he um, he had big plans. I, I like this article. I've read about this stuff before. He had big plans for um, space stations. And yeah. we, we've had uh, and moon base. One of the things he yeah. says, he said, oh, and but he was big on... Um, um, space station and moon bases for weapons platforms, not yeah. just for he thought that Yeah, he thought our space station should be carrying nuclear weapons as yeah. a deterrent for war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always, fear is always a good, you know, deterrent. For there, there's a picture, anything. there's a picture of him in this article where he is, uh, explains the Saturn V rocket to John F. Kennedy, November 16, 1953, yeah. in Von Braun's wearing sunglasses and pointing up he looks like dr strangelove from uh um uh, that kubrick movie oh the yeah, kubrick yeah. movie is dr strangelove but he looks like uh the peter sellers played dr strangelove and he he looks like dr strangelove in this photo doesn't he look a little bit like trump i mean if you look at that picture with he Kennedy. does it's the hair it's the hair <laughs> It's the comb. It's it the comb color. It's I don't the, know what color it was. Maybe you had red it's, hair. I don't it's know. the comb over on the front that makes it look like that. <laughs> what was that? But oh I, my God. I was looking at this, and he said that uh, he, 1959, the U.S. Army developed Project Horizon, a plan for a moon base that would house scientists and potentially nuclear missiles. Would require 140 launches as long as another 64 launches in its first year to maintain the base. The cost at the time was $6 billion, which equates to $54 billion today. And I, I had to compare that to the uh, California Magic Train that they're building. Yeah, the our Cal bullet train. Yeah, the, the Magic Train is, uh, the budget now is, they're saying it's going to cost $105 billion. Oh, we got plenty of money. So, We're okay. so we could do California. Yeah, California yeah. could build a moon. Could have built a moon base, uh, two moon bases, for the cost of the magic for the magic train. That's not even a tenth Are finished. We, uh, and they say, I mean, we want may want to lob some nuclear. Yeah. Are we not concerned that we've got a moon base and we somebody might explode? A you know nuclear warhead on the moon. And you realize the moon as a you know, you can explode stuff on the Earth all day long and not have well, a lot of effect, but not really affect the planetary. Oh, on Earth? Direction of Earth. But if you explode, if you start lobbing nuclear warheads at the moon, you realize the moon's circumference is only 6,700 miles compared to the Earth's at 24,000 miles. So you blow something up on the moon. If we blow up the moon, by act, you know, by war. I, I hope these people think we're, we're, you, this you is going to be a bit of a you problem. You cannot blow up the moon. You cannot blow up the moon. You will not blow so up the moon. You know, so the moon will maybe not, with this base. Yeah, the nukes will not don't do not, it. Will not blow up the moon. Don't worry about the moon. 
I'm worried about the moon. You're worried about the moon. <laughs> You're watching too many of these weird yeah. moon movies they've been coming out with well, lately. Unfortunately, we've got, as we roll into, well, we're going to talk about Von Braum without Von, jumping around too much, but Von since Braum. we're here. Yeah. And he wanted to put a base there. We're also going to have a base there with the mm. uh, Soviets and the Chinese. It's very soon. Actively. Very soon. Yeah. Within the next five years, there will be a, a collaboration between Russia and China based on the moon. And uh, I know here. they want to do it. I want it real quick. I wanted they had stated that they're going to have like a a rocket there that actually comes. It's got to express back to Earth in case something happens. They said the cosmonauts really like that because it, you know, something happens, somebody gets hurt. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm sure they'll have facilities there like oh, they yeah. do here. But they said if we need to get to Earth for whatever reason, a, a rapid, they've got an express, a rapid, you know, escape vehicle to get people back so to the I, Earth if they need it. So I want to, speaking of uh, the space station, I've mentioned this before about the International Space Station, which I guess they're going to de-orbit in, within the next few years. Yeah, it's coming down. And they... Um, <laughs> They, it's like the, the International Space Station exemplifies international cooperation, peaceful and purely scientific pursuit in outer space. Well, I don't know if it's, I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if it's still true. Is like the Russians and the Americans, like it's like siblings that fight over the bedroom where you draw the line down the middle. So yes. there was like these, these, you know, this is our side and this is your side. And something that hasn't been in a lot of the news is do you remember that the um, the escape capsule that was uh, sabotaged on the no. uh, on that? No, I didn't know that. Somebody had one in there. I've seen the I've seen the report on it. Somebody went in there with a drill and drilled a hole in the a little hole in the escape capsule. Oh, and wow. and the Russians are reporting it was a lady astronaut who I don't know some sort of weird shit was fighting with her boyfriend or something and oh wanted to, wanted to get off the station so she sabotaged the station the u.s is like no she didn't and the russians are like somebody drilled a hole in the space in the escape capsule um and they think it was her because of this this conflict this emotional conflict that she was having but it's it's gotten zero news so yeah this is this this is the state of our military wow yeah so why do we have to, why does this thing have to be destroyed? Can't you just pull it out into a further, is the orbit decaying? Or why do we have I to don't know. Hey, who knows? It's uh, maybe the systems are failing. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is it's too, you can't repair it anymore. Like an old I, computer, it just, it's outdated. Yeah. Let me just replace it. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the graphics card is dying so once the graphic card goes they're just going to have to dump it into the ocean yeah yeah i don't know it's uh it's interesting oh and one but of the Von Braun. Oh, yeah God, what you got oh yeah, well, one of the things they talk about is the uh 1967 treaty to ban nuclear weapons in orbit and i think that also put restrictions on nuclear power in orbit to some degree which i think was a big mistake and as a corollary to that it's like France is ramping up their um, nuclear power program. Says they're going to build like 15 new reactors because of global warming. Because it's a great solution for global warming. 
Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what year is it. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> we got. It feels like it's nineteen nineteen seventies or something. We've got terrible inflation. We have uh, a president that's trying to start nuclear war with Russia to get his poll numbers up. Um, what else is going on? Like bell bottoms are just bell bottoms. I back. saw actually saw somebody wearing <laughs> bell bottoms. Yep, it's coming back. I was like yeah, remember big bells? Yeah, remember big I, bells? And then we we'd undo the bottom. Everybody's listening, going, "Oh God, oh my God!" <laughs> I hated, I hated <laughs> bell bottoms. Hated them. And then you undo the bottom to make them longer and go over your shoes. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> I hate. Like, how old are how old how are you? Old are you? Well, we're not yeah. boomers. That's one thing because because when they it's like the Joe Rogan thing where they're talking about um, whoever that that uh, Castrato singer that was pulling his music um, yeah he's pulling his music he's like he's like oh god nobody cares he's got some yeah. good songs but it's like who cares neil yeah who is it neil Young? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, neil like, it's one of those things where it's like boomer music boomer music yeah people uh, like anybody cares yeah it's like yeah well so you know the was it because a non-vat was we're way off track but they oh well rogan yeah was it a non-vac beat talking about people that don't support the vaccination? Well, I don't know what it was. I didn't see the episodes or watch them or something. But he had two MDs who have good reputations. We're talking, we're critical of the zombie apocalypse. And apparently because he has an audience of um, 11 billion people or 11 million routine yeah, audience huge. of 11 million people, uh, the the powers that be started poopy their pants. They're going, hey, too many people are going to listen to Joe Rogan and dis- and believe all this stuff. Yeah. So then they, so yeah. it's a campaign, a coordinated campaign to try and get him deplatformed. Yeah. So it apparently didn't work because if you have a guaranteed audience of 11 million people, there's people that are willing to pay you a lot of money to, to, uh, to do what you're doing. And what would Spotify be without Joe Rogan? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, they bought him away from the other. I mean, well, he was YouTube, and then uh, they bought him away from YouTube, and then Rumble or something said, "If you want to leave um, Spotify, we'll pay you as much money." Yeah, uh, and he could go out on his own and make a ton of money. I mean, even well, if they say, yeah, Debbie says that you know they he was a sell people. A lot of people, are, nobody's leaving to listen. Nobody's not listening to him. They said he's yeah. a sellout going to spotify you know and it's it, well you can still listen to this matter. stuff you can still it's still yeah. available it's free i don't think it's hurting anything yeah it's for free. him he's not hurting for money but the thing that does hurt him is this talk of wwe wrestling all the time oh god yeah i, yeah, I, I like Joe Rogan, but i can't do the wrestling one yeah i don't i you don't know? listen to the wrestling stuff of course, of course there's people that don't like football and nascar either so um, but yeah, it, yeah I, don't, I don't know what any of those are. What were those? <laughs> I don't understand yeah, those live, words well, that you're using. You live, you live in the South. You should be wearing the NASCAR <laughs> banner. Hey, I'm, my team is the Krakens. The Krakens. Yeah, from the, yeah, the Gal- Galactic Football League. Krakens. That is such a badass series. Yeah, my team is the Krakens. The that the is Krakens. awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome. That's Scott Sigler's science fiction series. Yeah, it is um, very good. So, There's your book corner. Your book, book corner, corner. Book corner for your two-minute book corner. Well, we got more books. So I just read um, 
The Believer by Ralph Blumenthal, which is about John Mack, who was a psychiatrist at uh, Harvard, who was uh, interviewing and uh, treating people who say they had been abducted by aliens. And uh, which wasn't, and I don't know a lot about alien abduction stuff. I barely looked into it. It was, uh, it wasn't bad, because I've been reading the biographies of like the key people of of the UFO, what history. So there was uh, James McDonald's biography, which I read. James McDonald, Heineck. Um, I read Carl Sagan, which was interesting because. <laughs> <laughs> I always admired Carl Sagan. I've actually been to several lectures that he's given. And Oh, uh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, been to two. I went to uh, one of them. I went to uh, um, a SETI lecture he gave in Palo Alto in the late 80s. He died in the 90s. And uh, my sister was a volunteer at it. So she's like, do you want to go see Carl Sagan give a talk? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. So I go, I, she says, well, show up, show up at SETI in Palo Alto at, you know, I don't know what it was, like 7 o'clock on Friday night. So I drive out there, park, and there's this huge line to get into the thing. She goes, I'll meet you out front. This is before cell phones. She goes, I'll meet you out front at 7 o'clock. So I go out there, and I walk up, and there's this huge line to go in to see him give a talk, and and she's nowhere in sight. So I'm like, oh, crap, she's not here. So I went over, and I get in the get in the back of the line, and like two minutes later, she comes running out. She goes, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. So she hustles me inside, takes me into the, the um, hall where they're giving the talk, and says, takes me up to the front row, and says, oh, wow. yeah, front row says, sit here. These two seats are saved for us. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah. And so I, was, I, I um, sat there as he gave a lecture, like, I don't know, eight feet, eight feet, eight feet away. So it was very cool. That is great. So it was interesting. But yeah, I read his biography and it's like after reading his biography, it's like the problem with reading a biography is you get to see someone's warts and all. And uh, like, oh. <laughs> So he did yeah. smoke. He smoked a lot of pot, which is why he always was so mellow all the time. Because the oh, guy, oh really? Yeah, it's because he was baked. He was baked half the time. <laughs> he was baked. Yeah. <laughs> so he's baked half. So that's why he could talk so so you know mellow. That's why I'm mellow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people can even function. <laughs> He apparently would, uh, he would like dictate his books into a tape recorder. And I could just imagine the editing of that afterwards. <laughs> Give it to his secretary and here, type this up and uh, uh, edit this for me. That was before edibles. All you hear is a lot of talking and then. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, so the John Mack biography was actually pretty good. Uh, the guy's genuinely interested in in what these people went through viewed it as a uh, a lot of these people view this thing as as a traumatic event and uh he actually was attacked for doing this and he wrote a book and when just before when the book came out uh he had there was a woman that and her husband that had like infiltrated his um his uh, therapy group. He ran a therapy group for abductees. 
And this woman was not a genuine abductee, and her and her husband had approached him at some meeting and said, you know, I'm an abductee or whatever. And he had provided them with a lot of literature about abductees to read. And so he sort of like set them up for the knowledge to come in. And then she came in and she was faking this whole thing. His book came out. He tried to publish articles on this in, in major scientific journals and they wouldn't publish, they wouldn't touch it. And then he, um, he said, okay, since I can't publish it, I'm going to write a book. So he wrote a book, the book came out, he made a good chunk of change on the book, a good upfront money. And uh, when the book came out, this lady, um, this reporter interviewed this lady and wrote an article for one of the major magazines. I know it was like Newsweek or Time. Do they even have those anymore? They were crappy. They were crappy. Yeah. They've always been crappy. But she did a major article for one of those major newspapers, new magazine, magazine. And uh, she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I fake the whole thing. I'm not real abductee. And then Harvard, Harvard, Harvard had to Harvard. investigate him for, like, whatever, and uh, was bad behavior. So they investigated him for a year. He had to hire lawyers for this, which basically ate all his money, his upfront money from the uh, from the book sale. And oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. so it's like I, I, the reason that I was thinking about this because people have been saying with Joe Rogan that it was a coordinated attack against him because it's, you know, there's re people yeah. exactly repeating the same thing. This video was put together. Um, there's been, you know, big articles written. It's a whole sort of, it's like this pattern that we've seen over and over again for the last few years. When somebody steps out of line politically, they're, they're attacked and we got, to, we have to deplatform them. We have to get rid of them. So he was, yeah. this is in the 1990s, early 1990s. They wanted to get rid of this guy. And Harvard investigated him for a year. And coincidentally, um, a debunk UFO debunking book came out right around the time that he was being investigated by Harvard. And this panel used this book as a uh, like evidence against him that everything he was doing was bullshit. And it's called Watch the Skies by Curtis Peoples. And it's actually pretty good. I started reading it. But one of the things that, that you see with these debunking books, and I saw this, this is like in the first chapter, the guy, he talks about, um, oh, what's it, the Mantell incident, the pilot. Yeah. And, and he goes into great detail about it, talks about the sightings, talks about the witnesses and what they saw. And then at the end of all that, and, and the witnesses are saying a large object saw it through binoculars. And, that, and at the end, he goes, it's just the planet Venus. No. Yeah, I know. It's like, wait a minute, dude, you're writing a debunking book. You laid out all this evidence and you have all these witnesses that saw these different things. And and then you come out and you say, it's just planet Venus. It's like, don't front load your 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 debunking book for failure in the first chapter. So we'll see. I'm the air, keep, the I'm aircraft gonna... was, excuse me real quick. Yep, the, go aircraft, ahead. the aircraft was in pieces before it hit the ground. So something well, happened. Well, they were. He's saying that the the plane went into a spin and, and came apart. But what, one of the things that was interesting is the uh, he. This guy is an aeronautical um, journalist, and it's published by the Smithsonian, which is an interesting because there's this book published by the Smithsonian, and I have another book 
on Roswell a few years later that was published by the Smithsonian. And there, it's an, also a debunking book, so I'm interested in, in, I'm interested in reading these yeah. things. But with the Mantell thing, his, uh, he said that the throttle setting and the pitch, the blade pitch, were set to try and slow the plane down. So Mantell, at some point, actually, they believe he did lose consciousness from oxygen lack, but he right. did um, wake up once he came down a little bit and try to control the plane because it showed the, the which is something I haven't seen before. Which, oh, interesting. I haven't seen that yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. The throttle control had been had been pitched back. The throttle control had been put on a quarter idle, and the propeller pitch had been set at max RPM, which is a, apparently a setting that you use for um, trying to slow the plane down. So anyway. I, I hadn't heard that, that it just now ruined my theory. Well, he, know, it's still he doesn't... It's it. still, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ran into it, but he did... Um, I think he was genuinely chasing something. I, my opinion, is um, it might have been a balloon. Well, he chased it and then he went too high. And yeah, yeah. Oxygen deprivation and then. Yep. Yep. Yeah, maybe it. You know. But there was another. I mean, anyway, we don't know. It's he. I. But the thing where they're saying it's just Venus is bullshit. So there yeah, was. A, he was. It. He was genuinely pursuing a large object. Uh, it wasn't a fast-moving object, and uh, many people saw it and did not flat-out recognize it as a balloon. So who knows what was going on with that. All right, my well. two cents on John Mack. Oh, anyway, but John Mack, um, they, did, uh, they basically took all his money from his book because he had to hire lawyers to defend himself against Harvard, and then Harvard came back and said, well, you know, we're not going to do anything to you. We just we just want to fuck with you for a year. Yeah, and special. Yeah. Anyway, so we're at an hour and one minute and four okay. seconds. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod, YouTube at Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks again, Dr. Bill. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>